Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Something's in the back seat. Mama's home hungry. Mark my words. Michael Knight will die. I am the voice of Knight Industry 2000's microprocessor. You wish to eat. You wish to drink. You wish to reproduce. Yeah. Which one first? Uh, excuse me. I was thinking if I could get a Hilster and Plum. I think you're in the wrong department. Discipline has never been a problem, my dear. Hang on to your fenders, pal. Greg, I think I've decided that from this point forward, I don't want to record remotely anymore. I want to be sitting 12 feet across from you, looking over a bonfire, um, while our microphone cords are draped into the into the fire. Oh my God! Can you imagine what that would sound? I think that would be so much fun. I just I think I yeah. think that we should start the episode. You know, the next time we record in person, we should start and have the fire slowly burn through the cables. Um, and then we'll see wherever wherever it ends, it ends. It's, I was gonna say it's just it's it's like a timer. So like we could see like if the fire's going really long, if it's a really powerful fire, mm-hmm. we know we're only gonna get probably less than eight minutes of recording. What about what about this? What about <laughs> that? We could probably we could stretch it out. What if we put the mixer in a frying pan on or near the fire Ooh. so that it would take a while to heat up so that we might get you know 30 minutes out of it before it it completely melted do you think that's, every that's a, a good way to go i think that would be great every once in a while the audio just like <laughs> the audio melts the audio melts can you melt audio digitally <laughs> well, i think we should find out <laughs> well it's funny though because i was talking to briefly talking to um to Dan Hill from the Dan and Cody podcast earlier this week because you had posted we had posted the video the picture of us sitting across from each other and he had said that he and Cody had recorded for the first time together since last this past March and he's just like it just was like that perfect reset button that I we all needed like I think because it's been so long I think I just needed to be able to do something different for even if it's only for even if we do that once a month I just needed that one change to kind of reignite my excitement for podcasting, because right now I hate it. Oh, Dave, you hate it? Oh, David, oh, well, you know, it's funny. We talked about, I don't know if we actually put it in the episode last week, how we've always wanted to record, like, really far apart from each other, but, like, together. So, like, we should set up, like, hundreds of feet of microphone cable on either side of the yard, (laughs) and that's just what we should do. I think that would be a lot of fun. So if we if we want to keep the schedule, the next time if if you want to come to me, I've got that runoff pond behind my house. <laughs> so I think what we should do is either you or I should sit on my deck, and the other person should take the hundred feet and go sit at the other side of the pond, so we can't see each other, and then we just have to try to riff off each other from a hundred and fifty <laughs> feet apart. So so what's what's the difference? Why don't we just turn the video off on the Zoom right now? What's the difference? I mean, we could do that, I suppose. No, no. What if we just? What if we had binoculars and we riffed off each other be- through our binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Although, I, I mean, yes, you make a good point that all we need to do is shut off the video camera, and basically we're thirty <laughs> miles apart, and it's the same thing. We'll just pretend it's thirty miles of microphone cable. <laughs> okay. Oh, that would be fun. Eh, I want. There'd be a lot of noise. It oh, might work. It would be I amazing. doubt it. Um, all that to say, welcome to Champ and Klein, the Night Rider Years, a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I am your other host, Greg Klein. Greg, if you're new to the show, are you new to the show? I I don't know. I, I haven't been listening to it, I if that's what you mean. I haven't either. Actually, no, I listened to it probably after we're done with each recording. I listened to each episode. I listened to it twice because I'll listen to it once while I edit and then again to make sure that everything is... Uh, 
everything is copacetic. So um, wow, I'm that dude. That's dedication. I'm tired that's of our so much by the end of this. <laughs> um, so the basic idea behind the show that we do here is that we choose a classic show from the '80s and, and we vivisect it episode by episode. <laughs> <laughs> While we do poke fun at the shows a lot, it's out of complete love and admiration for an era that can never be replicated. Occasionally, we create our own side stories within the episode to see where it takes us. Also, Greg is convinced that all 80s TV and movies are connected within the same universe, so that comes into play many, many times throughout. Greg, how the hell are you? I, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what did I? What have I been doing? Not a lot. I saw my mom today. We had a social distance lunch in the garage. She set up some tables far apart. We just had some crab meat rolls, Ooh. local main crab meat, which is great. Wait, isn't your is your mom vegan? Yeah, but you know, she, that's what she says. She's vegan, but okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> okay, sure, sure. So she, she's yeah, yeah the, it's crab meat. She's okay, eighty one. She can do whatever the hell she wants. That's exactly right. She's, um, She's a tough old bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yesterday I hiked, I don't know, four miles. It was fun. Yeah. Not a, That's not a huge nice. hike, but in the, found some neat trails in the area again. Found some more okay. stuff. Uh, got eaten by more bugs. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but no ticks, thank, no ticks thankfully. Good. Good. We, um, we took a trip up to Bar Harbor last weekend. We rented a one-bedroom cabin. I think I sent you a picture of it, or maybe you saw it on Instagram. You did. I thought it was like... I thought it was some like Etsy photo, you know, like right? oh, sm- small homes, like luxury homes. And Dave sends me this beautiful photo of this cabin, yeah. little hobbit hole oh in the uh, in the main woods. It was amazing. So it's like one, it's one main living area with a queen bed and a bunk bed. And then if you go around the corner, there's just like a like a bar style kitchen with a microwave and a coffee pot. And then you get a little table on the other side of the kitchen. And it's absolutely that was it. It was perfect. We just we hung out. We made a fire. We sat outside all afternoon. It was great. That's great. Yeah, we had fun. It was nice. It was was it was it by the water? It looked like it was near water. We were probably five miles from the from the water, uh, which is right outside. Mm -hmm. We were right outside of Acadia National Park. So if you leave if you leave the campground and you go about five miles south. Um, you hit the waterfront. So we drove down there that night, watched the sunset, picked, l- looked for crabs. Mm. It was like mm. a beautiful 68 all weekend and breezy, like no clouds. And it was, <laughs> it was funny because we drove back home. We left Sunday. At, it was 68 degrees Sunday morning. By the time we had gotten home, about three and a half hours down, uh, down the pike, it had crawled up to ninety seven. Oh yeah, it, it it was it was in the mid nineties here all day in like seventy percent humidity. Oh, it, was, it was just like I wanted to turn around. It was so gross. Although thankfully, it, it was nasty. Our house was able to maintain a fairly cool temp. We got home. It was only like seventy three in the house. Okay, is, I mean it wasn't bad, all things considered. So it was a it was a lovely weekend. Um, it's nice when you consider seventy three cool. When in the winter, 73 will be like, oh, oh, oh I know. if only it could stay 73 <laughs> all day. I was just thinking, like, 65 in the summer for me is, like, like peak warmth and weather, and it's absolutely beautiful. But then if I have the house anything above 65 in the winter, I want to take all of my clothes <laughs> off, and I want nothing. It's just the worst. Kristen likes to keep it at 70, and I sweat my ass off all winter. <laughs> well, I'm just a cheapskate, so we keep the thermostats at, at 64. See, if I, That's if it. If it was just me... I would probably. I mean, if you if you and I ever were living together at this point in our lives, we'd probably keep the house at fifty five all winter and just snuggle. Yes. And just we would get one snuggie, and each share an arm. We would just become we would become one in the snuggie. It would be great. We'd get a triple XL snuggie and just live under it together. That's, that's all we'd do. It would be beautiful. Um, <laughs> leave all. We'd open all the windows. It would be perfect. 
freeze all the pipes. Well, it's like it's like Christy and I's old apartment um, that we couldn't control the heat because all the heat for the rest of the building ran under our apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was always above 75 degrees year-round. We couldn't do anything about it. In the winter, it would hit 84 some days. It would be awesome. Oh, it'd be in the, in, the, in the 80s in our apartment, and it's like negative 20 outside. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, my God. Hey, Greg, listen. Be, before we get into the episode, I would like to let you know that we got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five but six hotline messages this week. Why? I don't know. Why? People were every my phone would buzz and I'm like, "Oh, here's another one. Here's another one." It was this it was two it was Clint and in in um Clint and Randy were leaving us messages back and forth all week and it was Sweet. amazing. So, this is great. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share my screen with you Gregory and we're going to go ahead and jump in and we're going to play our first uh we're going to play our first voicemail. Are you ready for it? Oh, please lay it on me, buddy. Find it. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. This is Clint. I love the show. Your show is awesome. I've got a couple of questions. Is it a Champa rule or a Klein rule that all network TV is interconnected somehow in one big universe, or is it just a Champa-Klein rule? That's one question. And another question is, if that's the case, then this really bothers me because we know what happens to Michael Knight after the show ends. He goes on to become a lifeguard. But what happens to Kit? I mean, that really bothers me. I mean, that he can be enjoying himself on the beach. And where is Kit? Just in some garage somewhere? I don't understand how he could do that to his friend. And the other question I have is between season one and season two, April appears at the beginning of season two. And we know that there's no explanation for this at all. So my only, the only thing I can believe is that Bonnie was shot in the face sometime <laughs> between season one and season two. I think you guys mentioned this also. She was changed to be April. And then sometime between season two and season three, she was shot in the face again and changed back into Bonnie. Probably because the computer software was better. So they had a better facial version saved. I don't know. But my question is, does that mean that her name is actually Bonnie Knight? Okay, that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Oh, oh so much to talk about <laughs> there. So much to and I there. feel awful for laughing the second he said shot in the face. Because <laughs> poor Bonnie, why would she get sh- Well, of course she would get shot in the face like based on how much shit she gets. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so let's let's talk about. He asked me a Champa Klein, Champa or Klein thing. If all '80s network television is connected, I don't know if that's our thing. I definitely like to think that I've I've noticed things that I I want it to be connected. Yeah. but I also I'm also not sure if it's connected outside of the time frame of the series. So bringing up that David Hasselhoff went on to Baywatch, um, creating the timeline that Michael Knight ended up being a lifeguard, I find fascinating. Yes. Then what happened to Kit? What happened to everybody else? So we could try to tie it all together. I'm also, th- I'm, I'm, I primarily came at it from what's happening during all, all network television that's taking place while Knight Rider is on is all the same universe. Yes. Um, so maybe it, maybe it extends beyond that, but I was kind of thinking of it as many multiple parallel universes 
of network TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess if, the, if that makes sense. I get it. And they all overlap and interconnect. And maybe it's a closed loop repeating history and no one gets out of it. You hit you hit midnight on, you know, December 31st, 1989, and you start back at 1980 again. You just don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. No, I think... We could go down the I, rabbit hole. I like that. I mean, does that... I think that answers the question. <laughs> I think it just sure. makes the question more con- convoluted. I love that. And then the last one was about Bonnie Knight. Uh, do we assume that... <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie was shot in the face between one and two, and then shot in the face as Ooh. April between two and three. <laughs> she was shot in the face by April. How about that? She was shot in the oh, face gosh, by yes. April. They made her look like April, or April did I want to take her face off kind of thing. And then April gets shot in the face by, I don't know, but a lot of face shooting, a lot of faces. <laughs> it's so mean that we're laughing about it, but I just couldn't help but chuckle the way he said it. I was like, yep. Oh. Um, yeah, so I think I would like to think that Bonnie is somehow now interlinked with uh, with the Knight Foundation. I would have to say, sure. Um, oh, she has to be because she doesn't she doesn't do anything else. That's true. That's a good. She point. has to be that's linked. She's permanently affixed. Yeah. Um, all right, you ready for the next one, Greg? <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Clint, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Richard for Richard's Corner. Richard's Corner is awesome. It's hilarious. I love it. It's enriched my life. In so many ways, y'all. <laughs> and so that's all I wanted to say. Oh, and the rest of the show is pretty good, too. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I just like, I, man, you know, Clint, you're going to be really upset. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening from the beginning of the show, but you're going to get to a point where that's just going to stop, and we don't know why. <laughs> that's okay, it, uh, Richard, if you're out there. Um, you know, clearly people like your participation and we do too. We do. So we miss, we miss your, we miss your voicemails. We miss your, we miss your messages. We miss your voice. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. Um, but, but that's great. Thanks. Thanks, uh, for, uh, checking things out from the beginning and referencing things. I, I did kind of forget about that. I think that was season two at I least. I think it was most so. of part of one and two. And then I think it stopped halfway through season two. So if you get to this point, Clint, uh, sorry, we don't know what happened. Um, all right. You ready for the next one, Greg? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Hey guys. It's Randy again. <laughs> Glad to hear that uh, you guys are enjoying RC. Uh, I really enjoyed him as a character to the run of the show. Um, I know he hasn't been getting a whole lot of play these uh, first few episodes, but fear not, he does get a lot more play in upcoming episodes, really becomes a member of the team, going with them on uh, missions, including some undercover missions, and does eventually, teaser here, get his own vehicle. I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, he does get his own vehicle, which is allows him to tag along with Michael a lot more. And speaking of RC... Uh, I was thinking about uh, your Devin uh, prequel series idea, and I have an RC3 prequel series idea that focuses on him being the street Avenger on the streets of uh, Chicago, and it's sort of uh, uh, the tone of uh, the kick-ass movies, which is him and RC and his uh, uh, fedora and uh, trench coat running around just stopping pickpockets and very petty crimes, and then he has uh, the people like the, that crew that he had that fixed kits. Uh, he has them with him as, like, his backup. You know, he's got one guy that's his medic, another guy that's his uh, mechanic, and, you know, another guy that's, uh, you know, his inside man. So I think it'd be a, it would have been a lot of fun to see that. Anyway, guys, uh, talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit in this episode, Greg, but if, if, if the shit with RC3 doesn't get any better, I'm out. <laughs> I know. I, I was definitely thinking about that. It's going to come up big in this episode coming up today. Yeah. Um, RC3. 
You know, add a new character, and what do you do with them? You completely not a whole lot. Nope, not a whole lot. Well, what's next? I do like the idea of the Street Avenger movie, though. I think that would be a fun, a fun battle. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Street Avenger movie. I'd watch that Vigilante series for sure. Um, I'd want it to be like the the Street Avenger, but I want it to feel like Ninja Turtles, like the original Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, from the eighties. I the Street Avenger, but it's got to look and feel like that, like really grainy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And right. lots of trench coats and wet streets. <laughs> oh, it ha- oh, you have to be on the streets of Chicago for sure. Um, all right, you ready for the next one? Bring it. All right, let's go. Hey guys, Clint here. Hey, love the show. Hey, <laughs> lately I've been thinking about the rule of Champa and Klein, how all network TV is interconnected. Hmm. And I was thinking about Battlestar Galact- Galactica and its connection to Air. Not no, sorry, I'm getting lost here. I'm thinking about Battlestar Galactica and its connection to Knight Rider. And it seems to me that there's a lot of similarity between the Cylons and Kit. They both have the little red eye thing, making the swooshy sound. So I was thinking that maybe we know that Earth is the lost 13th colony from Battlestar Galactica. So that being the case, what if Kit is actually a undercover Cylon, like a Cylon in hiding, pretending to be nice, and <laughs> but really he wants to destroy all of mankind. So I'm just, I'm curious about that. What you guys think about that? Also, that would mean that in the A team, that Templeton Peck is actually Starbuck come to Earth and he's trying to hunt down Kit. They're both he's made it to the California area. He's trying to hunt down Kit, but he just hasn't gotten a hold of him yet. He's getting distracted as his undercover job being on the A team for five seasons. Which, so if we'd gotten to a fifth season of Knight Rider, we may have seen that confrontation go down. But, and for for all we know, it actually happened. We don't know. So I'm going to assume it did, since it just happened off screen. But you know, I just want to know what you guys think about some of these theories. I got my research team working on it, and we're making new developments new understandings every day and you know i some of this stuff is just it's just wheels within wheels man i don't think you can make this stuff up it just it, can it really be a coincidence that this stuff happens like this i don't know i don't think so but all right you guys have a great day love the show thanks bye it's uh, really interesting we get the same comment sort of twice so maybe you know I have to rethink, really think the theory about the '80s universe is all that it's all one thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of many parallel universes, it is indeed like it is you know one thing leading into the other, or maybe it's a whole bunch of closed loop histories, like yeah. different uh, little facets that he said, like wheels upon wheels that just intertwine and interweave into each other, yeah. and timelines crossing and universes crossing. Um, well, I will say that, so I'm not hugely familiar with Battlestar Galactica, but I do believe that Glenn Larson, the creator of Knight Rider, had a hand in Battlestar Galactica, and I actually think that the inspiration for Kit's little light, LED light was di- was directly uh, an homage to the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. I could be wrong, but I think I read that somewhere, and, I, and you know... Uh, Clint, I'm going to do some research, and I'll come back to you next week about that. But I, I think you're actually onto something because I do think that's a semi homage to the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. So there, there's something there. 
when you when you say Glenn Larson had a hand in Battlestar Galactica, are you referencing uh, Mr. Plastic Fist's hand? Yes, his dink hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's his actual hand. He put so so. Okay, there we go. If Glenn Larson had a hand in Battlestar Galactica, the, Dick Finger's hand is actually in Battlestar Galactica, whereas whatever he would have been in in Battlestar Galactica, only the hand made it into Knight Rider. Perfect. I think that's you like I think that? that's perfect. So, Cl- All right. Clint, if that answered your question, cool. If not, keep leaving us voicemails because we love them. All right, Craig, we got two more. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, Richard, this is Clint. <laughs> Big fan here. Love the show. I think you're doing a great job. Your corner is just super enlightening. I enjoy listening to it every time. I do have one little bit of feedback, just a suggestion. Your two co-hosts, I'm not really sure about those guys. Um, to be honest, at times they seem a little, how to say this, juvenile, perhaps. Um, so maybe you could try to rein those guys in a little, uh, if you could, because you bring a real maturity to the discussion that sometimes is sorely lacking. So I appreciate that. So I hope you have a great day. Nice talking to you. Love your pod. Thanks again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed. To... Wow. So, um, maybe that's why Richard left because he can't get control of us. Well, maybe maybe he's the puppeteer and he's pulling the strings, or the strings broke and we're, he just couldn't. He's like, or maybe Richard is Clint. Oh, ooh. Do you think our podcast Just universe is a, in a parallel universe? Maybe, maybe all of the episodes we recorded are actually happening all at the same time. You know what? I think for a bonus, when we're done with the show, I think we should just put all hundred and something episodes into one giant track <laughs> and play them at the same and play them at the same time. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, let's do that. So, um, all right. Well, Clint, thanks for the uh, voicemail for for Richard. Uh, Hopefully you're not going to be sad when that stops, but let's go to the last voicemail. You ready, Greg? Yes. All right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This <laughs> is Clint here. Love your show. It's awesome, as always. I do have a idea, a would-you-rather question for you guys, and it's it's a Friday night. Would you rather play video games with Kit or be Michael Knight's mm. wingman? And mm. here are the stipulations. The video games with Kit is on a, they're all early 80s style video games played with a joystick with one button. And Kit is feeling very lonely, so you have to talk to him while you play with him. And this Mm -hmm. is all Friday night. Or being Michael Knight's wingman means that you're in a bar with Michael and you pay for beer and you bring him a beer (laughs) and you bring any women that he likes a beer and he may not even need your help at all. And there's no guarantee that you'll get in on any of that action whatsoever. And he may not even know who you are, but you're there to be his wingman for the night. So which would you enjoy the most out of those two situations? If enjoy is the word. Thanks. Love the show. Mm. Bye. Oh man. That's fascinating, man. That is a, uh, that's a, 
That's a question for the ages. So the one thing I would have to make sure is clear about playing video games with Kit, I'm assuming it's probably yeah. an Atari controller. It yeah, absolutely. Is the Atari controller attached to Kit? So it is, in fact, an extension of Kit? And when you're playing with the controller, are you, in fact, stimulating Kit? Or is it just a separate oh, video oh. game and then you're both playing the game together? Michael's wingman. I want to be Michael's wingman. I don't care if he does nothing with me all night. I just want to bring beer and cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's a beer and a cheeseburger. So I would, I, I would, I um, don't want to touch any. I don't want to touch kids. I don't want to touch kids. With the big red button, click, 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 click on the side. So I, I would want to play with Kit. I would want to play with Kit. You would want to play with Kit. All right. Well. Well, while I'm at the bar with Michael as his wingman, you could be alone with Kit playing with his joystick. <laughs> hey, Dave, How's that? it's, that it's perfect teamwork. We're we're both distracting them. They both need to be re- they need to relax. You know. Well, and the good thing about you being in there playing with Kit is that you can basically ignore every call that Devin makes. Oh, I would absolutely ignore it. But think 100%. Think about like the the existential discussions you could have while playing something asinine like Frogger, you know. Oh God! Bink, yes. bink, bink, burp, 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 burp. So, kid, oh, think- what, would you ever uh would you ever travel through space for eternity? You know. You know what I wouldn't want to talk to a kid about what? buying him flowers. Oh right. Greg. I would never want to do that. But we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to the episode. Thank you guys. Well, thank you to um, Clint and Randy for leaving us all those hotline messages. Like guys, see how easy that was. Now you can leave your own hotline message, and I would suggest that everybody do that because that was amazing. So uh, (laughs) the reality is, though, there's a very good chance that if Dave get 10 or 15 hotline messages, we might indeed play all of them in succession during the show. Maybe break them up. But uh, just realize that if you leave a message, uh, you'll probably hear it back. Um, You absolutely will. And if we do get as many as I would love to see, maybe we'll just do our own bonus hotline message episode. Yeah, we might have to do that. We might have to make a separate show just for the hotline messages. I want to do one quick shout out before we get into the episode, Greg. I want to I want to give a shout out to Mike and Mike from I Used to Watch This Mm. podcast. Um, They just had their 100th episode this past week and they did the Knight Rider 2000 TV movie. Brutal. And I talked to one of the Mikes on Instagram about it and he basically says that if we do indeed decide to do that, he said, set your expectations at zero, but go even lower. We'll have to. We'll have to do that. We have to watch it. I mean, I listened to I listened to their episode this week, and uh, ew, I mean, it's we're gonna have to really prep for that episode, Greg. So I think I think that we'll have to when we do record the episode, we'll have to do it in a room that's like a hundred degrees, so we get feverish and just it, that'll be our entertainment. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyway. Uh, congratulations to them for their 100th episode and um, look forward to our Knight Rider 2000 in a couple months, guys, because it's we're probably going to hate it as much as you. Um, Greg, you want to talk about tonight's mm. episode for is make it as quick as possible? Yeah, I mean, we can we can throw out some stuff about it, but man. All right, guys, here we go. It is Knight Rider season four, episode five, Burial Ground. Dude, I hated this episode I, I i just i don't know if i felt this this much like anxiety not anxiety but this much just like complete and utter like i i can't stand what i'm watching i don't think i felt that in any of season three you know i i, I i'm with you i didn't like it it wasn't a good episode but i maybe i'm not as uh, frothy about that as you are i i feel that i still had some hope and some lingering 
love from the previous one or two episodes that it kind of carried over into this. And I'm like, come on, yeah. come on, come on. It's like, you know, it's like uh, egging on someone at the end of a race. You can do it. You can get better. You can do this. You can cross the finish. You know, you just, just, just awful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was doing the same thing. I wanted to like this episode. I tried very hard. I even watched it like before sunset. So like, so I wasn't tired. <laughs> I really wanted to enjoy specifically it was, before sunset. I was I watched it at about seven o'clock, so it was like an hour, like an hour before sunset. Mm. I just after the four episodes we watched, I was hoping that it was going to continue, and I know that season four is going to get bad, but this was just in the friggin' This is like seventh seventh season MacGyver bad. Yes, and I'll tell you right now, MacGyver did the uh, the ancient Native American burial ground. MacGyver did it better. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did it better. I mean. The, uh, I don't. I can't really speak to it from any angle, but this wasn't a good episode. <laughs> no, it's just like you know, the, the it's like the, you know, the plot line of the evil oil baron who is trying to you know he wants to dig for oil on the Indian reservation. Like you could have used that story on any other part, but you, these all these like Native American stereotypes came out. Like and again, I know it was like the mid '80s, but like the stereotyping of some of these Native American characters was so bad. And so uncomfortable that I had, I just, I just had such a hard time watching <laughs> a lot of what was going on. You know, I will say I had a couple of positives. I loved the driving montages set to oh James God. Taylor's Country Road. Like, yeah, and I, I have to say, I just wanted to go out and drive Country Road, but, oh. but I, I'm feeling like all these driving montages are just a way to fill time. You're, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not liking them as much as I should. It, right and i think because we've seen so many of them and like this was i paused it at this point i i took my headphones off to show my wife i was like to show Kristen. said you have to watch this she's like that's that's like the whole song they played during that driving mantra <laughs> yeah yeah and then they did it again <laughs> later in the episode to the I know. same song <laughs> so yeah this time filling you know the thing is like you're getting these these tv shows on air all that airtime costs money you might as well put a story in it yes you know yes i don't whatever Absolutely. And I think Kit Kit was, um, man, I, I'm not sure I liked where they were putting Kit because, you know, they had that whole storyline with Kit when he gets to the reservation that like the, I don't even know what you would want to call this guy. His name, they called him Blue Feather in the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's that whole, that whole bit with Kit being referred to as like the god of wind or the wind god. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't the know, wind just, god was supposed to, uh, you know, materialize as a horse, but he, you know, it's it's 1985, so the wind god decided to show up as a car. Yeah, a more contemporary um, form of a car. I, I mean, I have to say, as uncomfortable as he was, I liked Blue Feather because I think he was just a little bonkers. He probably he probably had some recreational habits, uh, and I think he think? Was, <laughs> as a character, he, he was just having a good old time. And I don't care if he thought Kit was the wind god. Um, he was just, he was in his own world. He really didn't have a part to play in anything other than getting high. I mean, I guess he's getting high. Maybe he's not. He's high on life. You know? Well, that's the thing. It's, but this feels like that was just like, they just, but again, with all the running gags that they do with Kit, this was just that moment of just like, oh, what are we, oh, let's just plop these two very odd scenes in. But I will say that I, I found more enjoyment in those two scenes 
than most of the episode. <laughs> well, it's because it's like it, there was actually some good conversation. I feel like Kit was squandered in this episode. Kit really, for the first time, I felt was just a vessel to get the episode to go from one end to the other. Yeah. Because he conveniently could do some things, and other times he conveniently wasn't able to do things, so Michael had to, you know, get caught. You know, all this dumb shit. Like, he, at, towards the end, he, he, uh, he shuts off the electric fence, yep. but can't can't tell michael that there are people like it, it's like all these things all these like missed opportunities like the inconsistencies were just so glaring in this episode yeah i, I had to laugh because 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 we are who we are in that moment when kit neutralized the fence and turned it off i just had this thought of like kit like has a power surge and accidentally turns the a fence back on when michael's halfway over it <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought you climbed over. Like it's one of these little things. Like <laughs> Michael's been a dick to him enough. Oh, I thought you were over the fence. I wasn't, Kit. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about electricity. Oh God, are we going to talk about the uh, what do we call it? the EGM? Okay. What was that? Electric. That were, electric. The electrical generation mode. Oh yeah, electric. Kit has electrical generation mode. Which sure. Why? Okay. Is this where you wanted to go? Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Okay. I don't know if it's where you want to what you want to bring the episode, but oh, uh, I don't care. So there's a scene. There's a scene where uh, Michael and what's her name? Um, uh, Su- uh, Susan. Susan. Michael and Susan. Susan. Susan Christopher. She's in the land of the two name people. All right, Ricky Bobby. He's got two first names. So Su- <laughs> yes. Susan Christopher and Michael Knight. <laughs> Uh, yes. How, what's his name? Drops a bag of poisonous snakes on them. They're in. They're in a cave. Who cares? And what's um, his name? Eagle? Was it Eagle? There was an Eagle in the episode. No, Eagle. Eagle was Susan's guy. We we learn at Susan's, the end. Oh, that's right. I don't remember this guy, but he was he was in cahoots with the oil baron. Well, not really. I mean, he was. He he was the guy that fought Michael when he first arrived at the reservation. Yes, that was, I love that scene. Michael shows up at the reservation, gets out of the car, and the first thing he's greeted with is a fist right to the side of the head. <laughs> the first thing he's greeted with is a fist. Sounds like some kind of Chuck Norris thing. Oh, God, it was awesome. When you open the door to Chuck Norris's house, the first thing you're greeted with is a fist. <laughs> it's just like Michael, it was so out of, like, he didn't, there was no way he saw that coming. He was so caught off guard, and then he just started, like, tossing with everybody at the reservation it was it was wonderful it was wonderful but it, anyway back to the snake thing yeah, the, uh, this big bag of snakes falls on the ground and michael and susan are trapped in a cave by a pile of snakes sure okay uh so michael calls kit on the wristwatch and says hey kit do your electrical generation mode i gotta take care of these snakes so he- he's like michael I need like 200 volts. I'm like, oh, whatever, sure. Okay. So Michael takes off his band, his yeah. uh, communicator, throws it on the ground, and Kit electrocutes the snakes from who knows how far away. Yeah, it was great. And so did it kill the snakes or did it just freeze them? Because it was I just, don't think 200 volts would do much. It just, I don't know. Because in the, in, the, in the episode, it's just a still shot of the snakes after it Right, just like, yeah, just stun them all, whatever. But so, so not only can Kit telepathically pick locks he can now transmit electricity like nikola tesla wanted to do yes yep so so the knight foundation has tesla technology inside of kit and they they have the they have the ability to transmit power and they're not letting it out to the world come on no no and i just love it because yeah kit says michael that's 200 volts there's no way you'd be able to you'd be able to handle that but i love I love it because I wish that he had done it again, like an accidental, like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, well, Michael. What's oh. getting me, it's like, 
It's on his watch. It's 200 volts in reference to what? From where? I don't know where I don't understand. And, exactly. and if Kit is indeed, he's had this electrical generation mode since the beginning of the show. At any point, Kit could have just zapped Michael with 200 volts into the comms. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe that's what Kit did that, t- that time when he was going to electrocute the dog that was peeing on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel bad. Oh, okay. So the other part is is Bonnie. I love, I love Bonnie in this episode. She doesn't have a lot to do, but Michael has a zinger for Bonnie because... When Michael calls Bonnie for help, the first thing she does is ask about Kit, even though Michael is, like, battered and bruised. And Michael goes, I'm fine, too, Bonnie. Thanks for asking. Love ya. Well, this is later down the road after he got handily exploded on by dink bag with a car with a... You know, we're we're so all over the place with this. I don't care. So... It's fine. Michael... Michael... Kit couldn't turbo boost over that car? Nope. No, but he could turbo boost out of the pile of rocks he was from a, in from a sedentary position. Yeah, no, great. Right, he could have been great model work though. By the way, I thought that looked. I know. I thought it was really pretty good. nice. I I will say I've always been a fan since they started doing model work in season two. It's been great to watch what they've been doing with the with the car. It's actually quite good. There are times where like that's not bad. That's really decent work. You yeah, know, absolutely. The other thing we didn't we were the other thing is that once again Michael has had his he was going to Maui. Did you catch that? Oh my god! I know he, for two weeks, and he two bought in he bought one shirt. He bought a Hawaiian shirt, but you know he's not going to be wearing it. No, God, no! He'll he wouldn't even if they had allowed him. He'd probably take it off on the plane. Like there's no way he'd <laughs> even wear it, worn it on the plane. You know, slamming my ties. He's drunk as hell when he gets to Hawaii. <laughs> wow, what's up? Kids in the cargo hold, just hating flying. Yep, he yep. has to drive Michael to the hotel because he's shit faced. I just love that we and I. I as soon as I saw Michael being all excited about it, he's like sitting on the back of Kit with the convertible mode open. He's like looking at the map. He's talking about all the beautiful women in Maui. And then Devin calls and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> but what would happen? Okay, so what would happen if Michael made it to Maui? Right. You know. Right. Would Kit have? Would uh, Kit go amphibious and drive back across? <laughs> No, but let's say like he he gets he gets to Maui. He's there for a couple of days. Devin calls him up, and he's shit faced on the beach. Right, you gotta go check out blah blah blah. I was like, okay, whatever, Devin. That's fine, you, Devin. You shut up, Devin. Shut up and get me a beer. Well, it's something. It's a little tangent here, but is Michael allowed to take Kit on vacation? You know, that's a really good point. I mean, it feels like Michael's the only one allowed to drive him. So if Michael wasn't with Kit. And Kit was just at the foundation. Where, what would Kit be doing? Would just Kit just get lonely? Well, Michael's the only one that can drive Kit because of the suppository key fob. It, Kit just won't operate unless anyone. Michael's Michael's asshole is, um, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying, Greg. Right? You see what I'm doing sure. here? I see what you see you're that? doing. Yeah. Okay. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing dick hands. <laughs> Kung fu grip with the plastic hand. <laughs> But no, seriously though, where, would Kit just be like? Would they just put Kit in a garage for two weeks and not touch him? Since Michael's the only one clearly allowed to go. Would they near would him? they power him down? Well, I mean, okay, right. what's the? Well, that's the thing. Since Kit is essentially sentient, you can't lock him in a garage. That's like solitary confinement. Do you think he'd go right. crazy? Look at what happened to Car. Car was a bad egg to start with, but he was locked in a garage. Exactly. And do you think Michael would have that range to be able to talk to Kit between Maui and Los Angeles? Like, would that comlink go that far? I mean, we... why wouldn't it? 
Uh, yeah, because the only so, thing we've noticed is that he can't talk to Kit through lead. Like so here's it. the thing. For every reason that it wouldn't work, there's the same amount of reasons that it would work. So it doesn't matter. Sure. Why not? That's true. That's true. Absolutely. Um, can we talk about how much I hated the fact that they underutilized RC3 again in this uh, episode? RC3 Cola. I just, they, they should have released an RC3 Cola with RC3 like as, you know, the spokesman. And and he's oh, that, he's just drinking it all the time in the show, and then he gets Devin to start drinking it, and then he gets Bonnie to start drinking it, and then Michael to start drinking yeah. it, and then Michael starts the burp contest, and Devin's it's, really turned off, but then he gets really just... com- competitive and and starts starts competing with Michael, and RC three is like oh shit what did I start, and Bonnie's really just, just shaking her head. It's carbonated rat poison. <laughs> That's all <What>? it is. <laughs> I don't. Know. Is rat poison liquid? I, I, I guess some of it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm, I was really upset because the only time we see RC3 in this episode, he's in the semi, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, this is good. He's going to have something to do. They're going to have somebody to talk. Like, he's going to have a part in this episode, and then Michael makes this, like, half-assed comment that the foundation manual says that the semi driver should be behind the wheel at all times. So we've come to find out that RC3 is driving the semi. Okay, so there's the answer. There's your answer. So who's driving it when it's just, so is RC3 yeah, but, driving yeah, but, it? But 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 Michael says that crap, but RC3 is the one that's fixing kits whatever struts or whatever yes. sway bars or whatnot. He's I don't know. Left, so he left the steering wheel and just like left his post driving the semi. Watch the semis like drive. Yeah, because that's right. Because Michael drove into the semi while it was moving. Right. Do, I, I'm going to assume the semi has autopilot, just like I, Kit. I can only hope, because Devin made a comment after RC3 went back to driving it that he said it was he made a comment of how the semi was just like wildly driving through this like through t- through a town or something. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it would be amazing. We find out like late like if they did a season five that the first AI that the Knight Foundation developed is actually in the semi. Oh my gosh! Yes. And that it's no nobody likes talking to it because it's just too coarse it's too rough it's like duh. you know it's just like low iq low wattage just like it's a dim light bulb but it, it can drive straight it can do all these things but just just don't engage it no no i love oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> hey guys uh hey what's up so you guys want to get tires? Stop talking. Um, to me. Stop talking to no. me. No, I like tires. D- uh, diesel. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, let's get let's get let's get hamburgers. I don't eat hamburgers, but humans eat hamburgers. I like pie. <laughs> <laughs> guys, stop talking to him, please. Like shut it's up, just like it's in- it's really intelligent, but it's just it's just not functional. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So the whole episode really hinges on Michael needing to get back to the reservation before the oil baron gets there with his crew to dig down for oil. Otherwise, they're gonna be able. They're basically gonna be able to get in there. So Michael has to like band together all the all the natives on the reservation who are gonna stand up for their land and stand up to the evil oil baron. And well, of let's course, let's yeah. 
address the thing that we totally skipped over. The show starts off with two a man and a woman excavating in the middle of the night in this cave. Of course, of course they are. And and they find the the um the burial ground relics that the tribe has been looking for or always thought was there on the sacred land, right. but no one found it. And I don't know why this professor's doing this stuff, but he finds it. And then he gets kidnapped and as we learn he gets kidnapped by the oil baron so that when the oil baron's Deal closes on the land tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. So this is like a 12-hour episode. <laughs> it, it has to be, unless they started it when the sun came up. Right. Exa- like, yeah. So that's the thing. So De- Michael is somewhere in the morning talking about going to Maui, and the sun is up, and that's when Devin calls him. And by the time he gets to the reservation, he learns that the deal's going to close tomorrow at 8. So when is that? Where was Michael? He looked like he was by the beach. So I'm going to say that Michael is only on the reservation for like eight hours. You know, he had to have gotten there in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't I know. Would say that. I mean, because we have super pursuit mode now, though. So my guess is is that wherever he was going, it would have taken him no time at all to get there. But yeah, let's assume he arrived probably early afternoon to get there. Because here's another thing: the the episode does go through the night. Yes. No, and nobody sleeps. No, I you know I questioned that when I watched this. I was like, have we ever seen Michael get some R and R? He's never slept. Have I? No, he I've just never seen him sleep. Kit just Kit just puts him in stasis. Except when except when the oxygen was taken out of Kit's cab and Michael had to pat Michael passed out. Well, I think Kit realized that's how it happens. Like Michael sits and Kit <clears throat> drives to a you know a a Kmart parking lot and sits in overnight and and just puts Michael in stasis. So Michael just never never notices that he hasn't been sleeping. It's just like, all the same. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I yeah, I don't know. I just this mm-hmm. everybody was underutilized. Is that does that make sense to you in this like I just feel like well, nobody was used to the, the their greatest of strengths. Even Kit, like none of what he did in this episode seemed to be used to his to to, to enhance his strengths like the smoke screen like we haven't seen that in forever they just pulled that one oh, back right. out of nowhere yeah right but also i have to say that we only saw the super pursuit mode once yes and they they didn't like shove it in our faces and they seem to have tightened up that montage of him going into super pursuit mode didn't feel mm-hmm. as long which was really nice to see and even the yeah. e- even the subsequent shots of kit driving in super pursuit mode seemed to have been shortened up which was really nice but we we finally did see the speedometer break 300 miles an hour i made a note of that saying it was definitely he was going way up over 300 at that point in the episode yeah which very was, dangerous which was really great <laughs> um yeah again i thought like you know you know we see rc3 we he's been underutilized so far bonnie wasn't used to her greatest strengths even i feel like michael just like phoned this one in it didn't seem he didn't seem as intense in this episode there was just something something really like really crucial missing in this episode and i don't know yeah it was just poor writing you know so judging like how i was saying that a lot of the episodes we've noticed that this the cast has gotten smaller even though it's these big grand things, the main, right. the characters in it, are, there's only like three or four. But yeah. This is the first one that had way too many characters. Like oh there was God. so much, Absolutely. so much going on, which is I think, and so many grand things like that 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 compound that the the oil baron was keeping the professor and that woman at. Yeah, you know, it's I always find it hilarious to see like like construction workers with machine guns. Like it, who? What do you? It doesn't make sense, right? 
Yes. Why, why would you do that? There's no there's no need for you to have that. Are you planning on something exactly like what happens in this episode to happen well, on a daily basis? Exactly. Well, also, like, if you're trying to keep it quiet and be, you know, not look suspicious... Don't don't do that. I don't know. Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a lazy episode and I don't yeah. have much to talk about. I don't really anymore. have anything else to say about it because I just think you're right. It was just the laziness of the episode. You can see that the seams are starting to crack in this and I really hope we get some real doozies in the next how many episodes are we in? 5. So we have seven, yeah. 17 episodes left in the season. Well, I just hope that they try to put the cracks back to like pull the cracks back together with like the cheesiest of tape. <laughs> what kind of cheese? Port wine? Oh, port wine cheese. Well, I think they should take some easy cheese. Yeah. Um, like the Blues Brothers, the factory that Elwood worked at. Yeah. Um, and then you know spray it onto like cellophane or like the saran wrap and freeze it. Um, yeah. So and, and then cut it into strips. And then I use that as tape, like warm it up a little bit and press it onto the cracks of these episodes. I would love to see that. I would love to see cheese oozing out of the actual, like, the film cells as we watch the episodes from this point forward. <laughs> I, wa- I want to see, like, cheese, like, easy cheese start to come out of Kit's air vents <laughs> and, like, slowly, like, slowly start oozing up out of Michael's collar and his jacket, like, out of the, out of his, the collars of his wrists. Just cheese, like, dripping out in the, in the hot oh. sun. Oh, I want. I want. See, I was going to yeah. say one more thing. I thought of as as we close out this talking about the episode, but finish what you were saying about the cheese. <laughs> no, I was just going to keep going down the road of cheese. Like Devin runs out of the runs out of the semi really quickly, like to talk to Michael, but he slips on the floor because there's cheese all over the floor. And RC three is like not just like perpetually eating like those little cheese dips with the oh, plastic God, stick. Those are the best. One of those. I have things. those upstairs. Yeah, he's just. And and then Bonnie's starting to get angry at him because there's just empty containers everywhere. But Michael doesn't care because he eats them too. <laughs> That'd be great. And then Bonnie <laughs> and then Bonnie covers Kit's molecularly bonded shell with like American cheese slices. But then she accidentally slides a piece of bologna in, and that's the only thing that can tear the paint off is the oils from the cold cuts. <laughs> yep. And it, and it's like it's the one weakness in the shell now. But she like deliberately put it there. Michael, it's completely bullet, bulletproof except for this one piece of bologna. He's got bologna hood. <laughs> <laughs> but she 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 eats like a, she eats a happy face into it first. I don't know how much did we actually talk about this episode. Not much. I think we we wasted a lot of time talking about cheese. That's okay. So I was going to say that my last point on this episode was I think it's hysterical that once again Michael tries to hit on the female protagonist. Well, right off the bat, like, so he's only known her for I don't know a couple hours. Yeah, and it's like hey, but they're they're in the cave afterwards, and like the crew's all done and everything's mopped up. She's like, hey. You want to go explore another cave? Maybe like, a more private b- cave? <laughs> like, alone? Like, what? Like, that's forward. And then she's but, like, no, actually, I'm I'm together with uh, Eagle. We've been together since we were seven. And Michael's like, oh. And then she goes, well, he'll never find out about this. And then she makes out with him. I know. She gives him a good kiss. But Michael's just like, okay, okay, I'm, I'll respect that. And he leaves. So there's a, a nice sign. And then Michael comes out of the cave, and that's where we see uh, – um, Blue Feather putting a nice bouquet of desert plants on Kit's hood. And that's when Kit gets upset and tells Michael, how come you never buy me flowers? And Kit's Michael's like, don't push your luck, pal. I, stu- I stuff your glove box full of bologna. Michael, you know I hate the smell of bologna in my upholstery. Fine, I'll switch to olive loaf. <laughs> have you ever had olive loaf? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, it's so uh, gr- have you ever I, had mac and I cheese loaf? 
No, well, yes, I have actually. It's been a while. I bought I bought some for kicks. I like I like a good quality bologna, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I like I've tried olive loaf and I want to like it, but it's it's a little weird. It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> Michael says olive loaves all over the car. <laughs> hey, did you have a schmankman this week, Greg? I sure did, Dave. Who was it? It was the uh, it was the limo driver. Oh God! Yeah, I forgot about it. Because like, who is this like no name, faceless limo driver that's driving oil tycoon around, like answering his phone and just kind of being like his muscle, but not doing anything, right? And except for the tail end when he gives the guy a crowbar to fight Michael with, it's like quickly, like silently slides it into his hand from behind. Yeah. So he's a good, loyal guy, he is. and I'm just thinking his backstory. He's got a wife and a kid at home. You know, he doesn't make that much money, but he's treated well by this dude, even though he's an asshole. Yeah, you know, he's loyal, but he's just like, I'm just trying to make ends meet. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep my head down and go through with this. You know, and I'm a good limo driver. That's awesome. I love that's that. Who, that's my guy. Uh, mine's Blue Feather. <laughs> Just because he like he didn't even look like he belonged in this episode, he was just having too much fun doing whatever he was doing. Even though the the, the stereotyping of this guy was ridiculous, I I couldn't help but just enjoy watching him be completely, utterly ridiculous in this scene, and I loved him. It was pretty enjoyable. He was fun. Absolutely. Um, do you want to hear what's coming up next week? I don't have a choice, do I? You don't have a choice, and it actually, sounds like it's going to be better than this week's episode. So, next week is episode four. No, I'm sorry, season four, episode. Six. Six, the wrong crowd. A motorcycle gang hijacks the semi containing computers and forces a young computer whiz to break into a local bank. Wait, 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 wait. The Knight Foundation semi? Yeah. How is that possible? How is that possible? It's we're gonna find out, and it's I feel like it's already gonna be better than this week's episode. I, I, I thought the semi driver never left the cab. Well, I mean, we saw RC3 do it in this episode. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> While it was driving. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll just have to wait till next week to talk about that. He forgets to put it in autopilot. <laughs> it just brrr, just goes straight off through the desert. Oh, God. Anyway, Greg, listen. Greg, I'm talking to you specifically. If you, Greg, if you want to get in touch with us, um, I want you to go to Facebook.com slash Champa Klein. I want you to go to at Night Rider Years on Instagram. I want you to go to at Night Rider Pod on Twitter. I want you to visit our website. And send us um, uh, some emails at champacline.com where you can actually li- not only you can listen to actually all of these backlog of episodes of the Night Rider years. And um, much like our good friends and loyal listeners, Randy and Clint, call our hotline 207 835 1954 and leave us a message about anything. You know, if, if you so miss. B- b- before we close out, I'm going to call it so everybody knows what it's all about. You're going to call the hotline message? Yeah. So Greg's going to call the hotline so you can actually hear, and then I'm going to play whatever the hotline message is that Greg's calling. I'm going to play that on next week's episode. Uh, I'm just kind of riffing for time because I think Greg's fingers are not able to dial a phone. 207 854 Do you want me to dial it? 835 Okay. Did you get it? 835-1954. It's a a main number. Oh, it's ringing. Nobody's picking up? Nope. We're busy. We're recording the show right now, Dave. What do you think was going to happen? One of these days, Greg, I just want to take it off. Do not disturb if anyone tries to call. (laughs) 
it just it just freaks someone Hello? out. Hello? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I believe I have the wrong number. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, what did you do? I called the wrong number. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Eight three five one nine five four. Let me see. What did I? Ca- <laughs> Oh my god. I, I can't get it to play, Greg. That's, uh, I think we're just going to call it right there. Okay, forget it. Good night, guys. This night, is. Guys. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> For the Night Rider years, I'm Baloney Hood. I'm Olive Loaf. Oh god. Have a fantastic <laughs>